that. Okay. All right. Here we go again. <laughs> smiling, smiling, smiling. All right. So how, how I started, you ask? Um, actually, hold on. Okay. Now we are recording. So we're going to start all the way to the beginning. Ready? And from like, what's your name? Yep. Uh, I'll start with all the way at the beginning. Okay. 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 Hi, I am Jamie Nolan, and I am here to welcome you into the woo. Today, we have a very exciting guest. We have Patty Swow. Yay! <laughs> I love her name. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Patty is an artist with tiny fucking pics. I love her work. It's so beautiful, and her spirit that goes along with it makes me so happy every single time I see her. So... Patty, I want you to introduce yourself because I don't think anyone else can do you justice. So tell us all about you. Hey. <laughs> yes, my name is Patty Swell. That's like, wow, but with an S in front. And that's my way of getting people to say my name with spirit fingers. Wow. <laughs> so yes, uh, as you can see how I describe my name, I really love bringing joy and lightness and laughter and all things wonderful to life. Just remembering and reminding everybody else about how wonderful life is, which sounds like a lot of hokey pokey stuff, but it feels so, it just, it feels so delicious to be able to look at somebody's face and say, hi, I see you. That's, uh, that's so nice, you know? Um, so I've had many lives in different, sectors of the corporate world and I decided that that was killing my soul so I took a very serious decision a terrifying one to become a, a full-time fine artist and it has been the ride and the joy of my life and I say that with weight and severity as much as I say it with with lightness because it's been well it's been a roller coaster but the most beautiful and amazing ride of my life um, I say that because of the type of work that I do. So I make work that's specifically focusing on sex and sensuality. Sensuality being the key word here. Um, the work focuses on connecting with self-love, self-care, connection, love in general. And all of these words, they're so big, we lose connection to them sometimes because, yeah, you know, like, love what's love you know what's what's intimacy what's connection but to give you an example something like like a, a caress from your lover for 45 minutes where they're just like kissing your shoulder and adoring your left arm for half an hour with no strings attached like that's really that's all you do is focus on feeling delicious and wonderful and like you're, the space that you take up in the world is valid and important, you know, like that's the core of the work that I do, reminding us that we have that importance, that connection, that, that capability of being seen and heard by ourselves and by our, whatever lover we have. Because, yeah, most sex we, we think is between a couple or maybe two or three other people, but the best sensual experience is when we enjoy ourselves and sure that does include masturbating but it also includes self-care 
it's, you know, like if you can praise your own left arm, you're basically teaching your lover to how to do it, how to praise you, how to cherish you, how to love you. So the philosophy of my work is centered in the sacred feminine with a balance of the sacred masculine and the whole philosophy of self-care and self-love. So good and so needed. <laughs> I feel like the world just needs Patty everywhere. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the plan. Take over the world. That really is. I'm a Capricorn. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So, all right. You don't just like magically show up in miniature erotica. How did you get here? So I've been making art all of my life. Um, I am from an immigrant family and my parents took a little bit to learn English. I was born almost right after they got here. Uh, so for all intents and purposes, I was a translator. And I found that art was the easiest way to go beyond any, any spoken language. I mean, my best friend growing up uh, is from Lebanon. So we spoke Arabic. I mean, we were like two or three who no little kid knows a language like that. Let me not say never, but um, I always, I always drew because it was much easier to have a drawing instead of trying to say the same thing in three or four different languages. So that became my main form of communication. And as I've grown up, I've been able to talk about and, and express much more complex ideas through art. Um, so yeah, it's always been second nature to do the art thing. Um, but how I got to the miniature erotica hmm, is really two stories. One, which is how the, how the actual track started. And the other story is the philosophy of the actual work. So how I actually got started was a friend who was a gallerist who uh, kind of dared me to do something a little different. And he was going to have an erotic art show. And he's like, listen, you got to do this. Uh, come, you'll get, the, you know, you'll get the front wall. It's going to be amazing. Uh, just let me know what you're going to do. And I thought about it and I thought about it. The man told me like six months ahead of time. And I, for the life of me, couldn't think of anything until, until like a month before. And he's like, listen, whether you're in or not, I'm having the show. It's going to be fantastic. But the pieces are going to be like this, like this, and like that. And for the most part, he was describing these really big pieces that while not entirely graphic were obvious. So I was like, come on, I have to think of something genius that, that would counter all the rest of the work. And boom, that's where I came up with these microscopic drawings. Uh, but then I was like, wait, but these, these drawings are going to get lost. What I have to figure this out. So that's where the combination of tiny, tiny drawings came up in the bigger frames. Now right, so right behind you is a piece of your art, correct? Yeah, ta-da, right here. Oh, so cute, I love it. <laughs> That's so that you guys can see. It's literally the size of my finger. I'm zooming in the size, it's this size, it's the size of my glasses, maybe not so much. Oh and then God. I'll stand up in front of it so that you can see. Ta-da, the size. A big frame. and. It a tiny, tiny fucking pick. <laughs> hey. So um, that, that's a perfect transition into the philosophy of the work. Um, so I have an ex-fiance 
-hmm. And uh, I started making the series of work uh, more seriously once we broke up. Once we broke up, it was like the world was, was off of my shoulders. So really wonderful man. I, seriously, he's a great, great man, but the relationship was not working. And the drawings were a form of therapy for me because I kept exploring five and a half years. How did it fall apart? Why did it break? And so <laughs> I used my drawings to basically manifest the things that were missing and the things that I wanted and the things that I wasn't providing for myself. And then as I developed the series, I thought, oh my God, of course, this is great. Like I want that tiny intimate moment of intensity for myself. I want to be praised. I want to be adored. I want to, I want all of that. And that's so delicious. And you know what? It's my secret and it's so yummy. So good. And then, and then have that within the scope of love. Like I want to be loved in general. I want the whole world to see me. I want the world to see me in love again it's amazing and you know very much this framing is very much reflecting on the state of mind of sex really only taking about 15 or 20 minutes but love taking up a lot a lot of real estate in my life and i am i am proud of that i am not ashamed to be like yes yes love is the healthiest most wonderful thing that you can ever have in your whole entire life. And if it includes sex, congratulations. Right? So, <laughs> oh, good. Um, that's how it all came to be. It's so amazing because, like, I love the idea of your breakup brought out this idea of you really wanted to celebrate the love, right? Like, breaking off an engagement is not like, oh, yay! No, it was the hardest thing in my life. And it was the biggest blessing of my life as well. Which is so, I mean, when you can look back and like see those kinds of relationships and see that kind of, you know, that piece where you're like, okay, this was just not right for me. And like, but like, hey, what do I do? What do I want to take out of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a lot easier said than done because oh, yeah. you know, we should all hold hands and sing Kumbaya. It's really easy to say. But like, if you're holding hands with the person that's been wanting to kill you all of your life, that's tough to do. And, you know, I, I am, I don't shy away from telling the story of a, a broken engagement because it gives context, you know, it's like, Oh, what the hell do you know about this? You're just some happy-go-lucky kid that, you know, loves life. No, actually, that was really difficult to do. It was, it was a relationship that was, that was toxic for all intents and purposes. We as people were wonderful, but we did not understand our radiance and our, and our power and our beauty. And so we never shared it. We didn't know how to. We didn't know what we deserved. And that is something that is a systemic thing between all of our um, psychology, between societies at large, every single human being, you know, we, we teach each other that there's something wrong with us from the very beginning. Like we're born beautiful, innocent babies. And as we grow up, we grow up bad and wrong. You know, so the philosophy is that is no, you're perfect. And you put on masks of fear and you pretend to be bad and wrong, but you're really not. 
And when you feel love and connection and intimacy, then so much beauty is, is built on that because we're all scared of the same thing and we all run away from the same thing. We all pretend the same way. And when we can connect heart to heart, it's like, oh my God, they understand me. We all understand each other. We really do. We're just scared to share it. So when we can do that for ourselves, we can totally connect to somebody else on a very deep, beautiful, meaningful level. Totally. And I think that sometimes it's like seeing the darkness, right? Like seeing that the darkness needs, like seeing that sometimes the destruction needs to go into decay. Sometimes you need to have that to like regrow, right? You need the fertile ground. You need all of that stuff. And so the idea of like, okay, this relationship didn't work or, but like that means there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. Or maybe there's a few things wrong and maybe that part needs to die and be reborn. Right. Like just pulling pulling the positive out of it. Yeah. And I think that it's like, I love all of the stuff that you do with like the idea of like the love and the sharing and, you know, getting like taking people and like making art about actual people. Right. Like, you're, you do commissioned work that's so beautiful and like, dude, somebody's sharing their, you know, bodies and their pictures with you and you just create stuff that's such an interesting, like, way to be able to share that. How do you, how do you get like the essence of people in, into like the commissioned work? Oh, girl, it's a whole survey. It's, it's actually a process that I thoroughly enjoy because it is really seeing someone for who they are, right? So let's say that you want to commission a piece, right? So we'll have a conversation. We'll, we'll discuss a time and a place to meet, right? And um, the first thing I want to know if it, the first thing I want to know is if it is a gift or if it's for you personally. Usually they're personal gifts, right? They're, 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 for the person that I'm, it would be for you. Um, So then the second round of questions would be, what do you want from the piece? Do you, in your life in general, do you wanna manifest love? Do you wanna celebrate yourself? Do you wanna honor a love that you have? Do you wanna honor self-love? Often the case is that there are multiple of these categories but it's reaching the core, right? So we have conversations about what your philosophy on love is, what your philosophy on partnership is, you know, things like that. And depending on what your blocks are, like I'm, I will ask you, what are you afraid of? The hard questions, the questions that nobody ever really wants to think about are the questions that I'm going to ask you. And you know, yeah, I'll, I cry. My, my clients cry, but there's something really beautiful about being able to see, to see the things that you're running away from so that they're not, so that they don't grow stronger and bigger, right? So you're confronted face to face with the things that you run away from. And when you take a chance to look at what you're running away from and walk towards them, you realize that they're terrifying, but maybe not as big. Or when somebody's holding your hand, you feel like someone's got your back, you know? So that's the biggest step into, into the, 
kind of background of what gets me into the emotional heart space of my client, right? So it's what are you scared of? You know, what do you, what, what do you feel blocked by? Um, what do you want to be reminded of that's beautiful? You know, how do you celebrate yourself? Because, I mean, the pieces are expensive. The pieces, the pieces are meant to be seen every day. They become a roommate of sorts, right? So, I mean, they're not like unaffordably expensive, but it is an investment. You are going to spend your money on it. And I do that on purpose so that you don't, you don't change your mind and then suddenly, you know, decide you don't like yourself anymore and stick the drawing under your bed and never see it again. This is meant to, to really cherish and honor you and remind you of your strength and the things that you get to overcome to re to really be the beautiful you that you want to be. So like, for example, um, I had a client <clears throat> that, um, her blockage was control. Right. So, okay. So you feel really safe when you're in control. Perfect. So let's make that a watercolor piece or an ink piece because there's something really beautiful in seeing, in seeing a piece of artwork that works in an organic fashion. I cannot control the line. I cannot control the contouring. I can't, it's, there's a lot of things that I can't control. So it's a lesson for her visually. It's a visual interpretation about how, Things are liquid and organic and they may or may not work sometimes, but overall you can tell what it is and, and it's beautiful. The pose is where he, he's holding her up and kissing her heart and she's letting go fully. So it's, it's an exercise in trust where it's not part of the word. I just want to fuck, you know, this is where he gets to really connect with her heart center. Listen, our breast and our heart, are the same thing. This is the nourishment of life. We pop out babies and this is how we feed them with our heart and our breast. Yeah. Right. So that it's that whole process of like, once your heart, once you can open your heart, you'll really, you'll really explode into the person that you're looking to be. And so as the time went that I made the piece for her, the piece became a visual interpretation of the daily reminder of who she wants to be, it became her visual mantra of sorts, right? Um, so, so yeah, before I make the piece, which is, this is the real important part. Um, before I make the piece, of course, I'm taking notes. Um, I go into an intention setting meditation. And this is something that we, my clients and I speak about a lot. Um, I usually propose, you know, the pose, the, the color, unless the client would have something specific. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun to do. Uh, but the most important question is what is your intention? I set a meditation for that intention and I get into that meditation so that every time I sit for that drawing to, to work on that drawing, I get back into that emotional space. So maybe oh. have, it takes a lot of work, but at the end of it, it's like, here is a piece of your soul that I made for you. <laughs> I love you. It's awesome. Oh, so good. So good. I mean, healing through art, manifesting through art, intention setting through art, and such a great reminder to see it every day. Right? Yeah, every single day. Even when you get scared. I mean, when we get scared, it's so easy to run away. But if you run away to your room and you see this piece of art that reminds you that's purposely, purpose, 
purposely made to remind you of your own radiance, it gets confusing. It's like, how, how much can you tell yourself that you're bad and wrong when you have things around you that tell you the opposite, that you're, that you're wonderful and you're loved and you're cherished and you're remembered and you're seen? Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, God. Everybody needs it. Everybody needs it. I mean, and I think that, like, the idea that you're not just creating something from some pictures that someone gave you. You're like, you are taking a piece of their soul and putting it onto the canvas, right? Yeah. So the, your ability to also like coach people through this is so good. <laughs> I love it. It makes me so happy, but all right. So when you're doing this, is it like an ongoing process? Is it just one meeting or is this like multiple? Do you like coach people through their own inner self? Um, usually for a commission, it's, it's one meeting at the beginning mm -hmm. and one meeting at the end when I provide the, the piece back. So like, if I bump heads with myself in a process, let's go back to the example of the watercolor ink piece that I, that I told you about earlier. Yeah. Um, so control was the theme of the piece. And I found that it was really hard for me to fully let go, to be in that client's heart space and fully let go. I made four drafts of the same piece and I just, I couldn't get, I couldn't get it together. So... <laughs> You I embody your client completely. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, yes, it's for me, it's important that they see themselves reflected in the piece because it's a piece by them for them. And it's a powerful statement that they're telling their future self, Hey, you are important. First of all, you're worth the investment. Second of all, I'm going to see myself every day. Third of all, I'm going to see myself in a reality that either I want to remember all the time, I want to train myself to see, or I want to honor myself when I'm there. And that's, that's really important. So yeah, I try my hardest to stay in their heart space as much as possible. So there are certain things that, are going to, that come up sometimes. So, um, like that watercolor piece, the ink piece, I had to go back in and do details with white. Anyway, it's, it was asserting a small portion of control. So when I, when the client came to pick up the piece, I explained how this came up for me. I had a, I had a hard time letting go of full control and that may be reflective of her. Like I totally understood that not having any kind of control wasn't going to work. But the lesson for me, at least, or what I received from that drawing was that there is choice to have boundaries. So in, in the piece, it was physically present where an outline of the silhouette was necessary for me to show the figure. So then that translates, or rather I understood that as, having some kind of control in the form of boundaries is really healthy. It made the piece possible. So maybe that's something that you 
that may serve you. If it doesn't serve you, then forget about what I have to say. But uh, usually, because I try to tune in as much as possible to the client, their need, their their emotional space, and the and the bumping of heads with myself and what I'm trying to get to for them brings up a lesson or, or, or brings something up. I'll either call the client or we'll talk about it after. Um, but the coaching is, is, is pretty incredible what we can talk, how deep we can get in, in just two, two sessions. It's awesome. It's amazing. I mean, I love the idea of all this, like, healing and pushing through and it's like it's like oh I see your art on Instagram and I'm like oh it's beautiful you know but then it's like every time I talk to you I'm like oh it's so beautiful (laughs) and it's so good to be able to bring this out we do not have enough of this in the world and enough I mean just going towards sensuality, going towards loving ourselves. It's such a big step for so many people, especially women. And, you know, the ability to really be able to like see yourself and see who you really are, who you really want to become. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so important to see that. And since we're not taught that we're taught the opposite, actually, it's very hard to get through to that because listen, a lot of things are true. A lot of the sky is blue. That's true. The sky is also pink and that's true. So there's a set of truths and you can choose which truth you want because yeah, it's true that the sky is blue and it's true that the sky is pink. And if, and if pink is your favorite color, you, you enjoy when the sky is pink and you make a decision to look at the sky when it's pink and it's beautiful and it makes you happy and it brings out your radiance. That's fantastic. Well, we forget. And I'll tell you a little bit about my philosophy on the feminine divine. And this is by no means man hating. I think man hating is really toxic, really toxic. The beautiful thing about us women is that we are, the the primary source the only portal i mean science can help us yes but for for all of humanity's time we women are the portal between the spirit world and the physical world Mm -hmm. so like how how is a baby born a baby is is a physical manifestation of a soul right and it's a vessel for the soul and we we are that portal right? So our womb is connected to our hips, which is our power source, right? Our heart and our breasts are connected to life because that is life source. In our bodies, we're already this magnificence packed in a little body, right? So it doesn't really matter what we look like. Understanding that we have this ability is really important. And I'm not saying that because you're a woman, you need to have a kid. I'm saying that because you're a woman, you were born with purpose. And it is your choice whether you want to have that kid or not. But at the worst of the worst existential crisis, the woman's question is how, or rather, the problem in an existential crisis 
of all things feminine, all things female, is I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Why am I not good enough? That, that is the mind space of women. Men's existential crisis is quite the opposite. The man's existential crisis is what is my purpose? And that's terrifying. That is terrifying to the core because as a man, if I am, if I am shown no purpose and I have no purpose, I don't have a reason to exist. As a woman, I was born with a purpose. I'm not going to ask myself what my purpose is because, you know, listen, at the end, there's that whole like, fuck, you know, like, yeah, I was born to be a breeder. That's the worst way to see it. But at least your worst is I was born for a purpose. Whereas the men is quite the opposite. What I need to figure out or I need to do something to give myself some kind of space in this world. Those are all really sad moments in life that we all live, but it's, it's the reality. So when there is a threat and think about it this way too, because this is, this is the core of the work. And I talk about it all the time at nauseum. If there is, if in it, let's say that it's a healthy world and we're in the right mental state, right? As a woman, because we're the portal, we, we have a connection to the spirit world, right? Men do too. Absolutely. Ours is a freeway. Theirs is a road. Sometimes that road is faster than, than, than a freeway, but there's, there's that freeway of traffic, right? right? So we receive through intuition, right? And we give purpose in instruction, right? And this is not me telling my man, you need to carry me now. It's more like, I have this gut feeling that you shouldn't that you shouldn't take that street today. And then boom, you avoid a major accident. I'm talking about those kinds of things in a grand scale. Like I have a feeling that we should, that we should plant the seeds a month earlier this year. That's what I mean about intuition. That intuition we receive and provide to the man. And listen, men and women are very different. They have different capacities. This whole we're equal and we're the same is bullshit. We're not. We can make babies and they can care for us in ways that, that complements each other, right? Yeah. So in us providing purpose for the man, the man can really take that purpose and blow it out of the water like, like nothing in this universe can. Like, thank God that men exist because they are saving grace. Really, they are. Now, that could be terrifying because it's like, wait, I have to wait until this bitch gives me orders? Fuck that shit. How do you, and if you're trying to build an army, how do you control your population? How do you do that? You need to control the life, the breeders, right? How do you control, how do you control that? Because it's a really powerful being. You make sex wrong. See, if you make sex wrong, then suddenly our radiance is turned off because our power is the power of life. And if the key to life is taken away, then they have the key to life. And if this is not he's wrong and she's right by any means, I'm just talking about historically, our radiance is a key. And that key is our sensuality. 
our sensuality leads to our sexuality, which leads to us having sex, which leads to us having babies. That baby making is population. If you have population, you have an empire, you have a government, you have a structure, you have society. If you want to control it, control the ones that are, that are providing life. So for millennia, millennia, sex and sensuality has been made wrong. So you and I can talk forever about the healing of sex and sensuality, but it's hard to erase a millennia of thought. Understanding though, that our superpower, like our deep, incredible superpower is our sensuality is like, what? wait, what? what? But I'm bad and wrong because I get turned on and like, but you know what? Flirt, flirt with yourself, flirt with your man, flirt with your mom. Like girl, that, that blue looks great on you. Look how much you giggle. I'm giving, I'm sharing my power source with you. Yeah. If I go up to any man and be like, macho, you look good. That doesn't mean I'm sleeping with you, but that means that I'm observing you and I'm appreciating you, right? And that's flirting. Dude, with, with flirting, if we can get with flirting a smile and an impression like that, imagine what we can get feeling into our full sensuality. That's oh. a lot of power. A lot of power. It's power. so good. Ugh. And used in the healthy way, you can connect to God and really say the beautiful things that, that you receive, the, those powerful intuitions where, listen, everybody benefits from. We live in an unhealthy mental state, telling ourselves that we're bad and wrong and we're evil and we're shameful and we feel guilt and all of that bullshit that gets in the way, right? But when we remember that we're goddesses, that we're that we're the source of life, that we're the portal, that we provide purpose in giving and receiving, it's, it changes the outlook on life. You know, like receiving, for example. We, it's so easy for us because we're taught this way to give, give, give. You know, go to work, take care of the kids, make sure the kids go to school, they have something to eat, go to work, do a good job at work, come back home, make sure the husband's happy, have, have food ready. And whatever is left of your day, the scraps of the day, is the time that we have for ourselves. Bullshit. That fucking sucks. You know why? Because when you ask somebody for, no, the opposite. When somebody asks you for help, and you're like, of course, I can totally help you. And you help them, you feel a sense of accomplishment. Not only because you see your friend doing what they, what they needed to get done, but also like you had a purpose that's really beautiful and noted. I'm about to say something really important. When you receive help, when you ask somebody for help, you're giving that person the opportunity to feel like they have purpose, right? Oh, so, good. Oh, yes. yes. You can ask, let's say that it's a, it's a normal heterosexual relationship. As a woman, I ask my man for something, not nag and not require him. I simply ask him to do something and he does it. There is a sense of purpose that's being satisfied. It feeds into the file of what is my purpose. 
My purpose is to care for someone. My purpose is to be strong for this. My purpose is, and you know, listen, ask for something small every day or sometimes big, but being able to be okay with asking for help is the biggest contribution to the what's my purpose folder for somebody else. Oh, Feel yeah. for their purpose. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> So good. It's so true. It's so hard to ask for help. And what the other person is, then you are empowering the other person to have a purpose. So this, you are, even by asking, you are helping other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's beautiful to see it in that way, because you're not weak when you cry. You're not weak. When a man cries, he's not weak at all. And there's so much beauty in understanding the psychology behind this, because then you allow yourself, you give yourself permissions that you wouldn't have otherwise. Right. So, so when you give yourself permission to let somebody else take care of you, you're, you are allowing yourself self love. When you can caress your left arm and your partner knows that you love to caress your left arm, then there's a comfort and there's a trust that's being built through your bond. And when a couple can, in a very healthy way, show that, it's inspiring to see that. Like, for example, my mother. My mother very recently said, you know, listen, I see the way that you and your partner uh, treat each other. I'm going to allow your father, mind you, they've been married for almost 40 years. I'm going to allow, I've decided to allow your father to take care of me, like you allow Tony to take care of you. Those are big words. Those are big, big words because it's our past generation. The, our mothers and our grandmothers do not have, do not think that they have the permission that we have as women today. And their great grandmothers told them something very different too. So it's up to us to learn and love and accept ourselves so that we can teach our moms and our grandmothers because it's not too late. It's never too late. But how beautiful is that? It's like, mom, because I've learned to take care and love myself, I can teach you. So good. So good. Yeah. And that gets, get, that gets translated into sensuality and sexuality and sure some people think it's gross to think that their parents still have sex but how awesome is it when your mom can dress up and have you know that beautiful shirt on that she feels really great in, and she's like baby let's go out to dinner i want to celebrate with you and suddenly it's a mom daughter date that's the power of our sensuality i'm about to cry right now because it's so beautiful because we always think sensuality and connect it to sex and penetration and vagina and dick. And that's not always the case. It's, it's the taking back the key to our radiance, our sensuality. So good. And the ability to affect the older generation and the younger generation to really love themselves, have that connection between women, between men, between, in a way that is everybody is feeling good and that it's not just a power struggle and it's not just a, you know, something to be had, right? Like something to experience. 
Yeah. I mean, we can even look at it in the way where the feminine, right? So both men and women have testosterone and estrogen, right? Everybody. Both men and women have masculine and feminine energies. So to say, to tell a man, step into your feminine doesn't mean, hey, turn into a gay man. It means allow yourself to feel your emotion. If you want to cry, cry. But that means you don't have to bottle it up. That's like having indigestion for a lifetime. Like if you do not take an emotional shit for 20 years, what do you think that your digestive system is going to look like? Uh, you are not going to be looking good. <laughs> exactly. So lean into your, step into your feminine means cry, dude, take that emotional dump and get rid of all that toxic, all of that toxic stuff. Get it out of your system, right? The idea is the feminine is like soil, right? Mm -hmm. If it's fertile soil, if it's healthy, self-loving, because self-love, by the way, is the most selfless thing that you can do. I'm going to repeat that. Selfless. Love yourself. That is the most selfless act that you can take. It's an act of rebellion. Because when you love yourself, you then are taking care of people with your surplus. If you do not love yourself and you help somebody when you need help, you're going to resent them because it's like, fuck, I do all this stuff for you. And then you don't even thank me. But when yeah. you're doing it because there's a surplus of it. Oh yeah, sure. I love you. Go do whatever you need. But if you don't take time to fill your cup back up, you're going to resent that. And that's not healthy for anybody, especially if you have kids. Yeah. Right. So, Going back to the example, feminine is the soil. Soil provides food for nature. It's the basis of our, of our environment, right? right? And the soil, if it's fertile soil, can grow anything from a really strong oak tree to, to lemongrass to, I mean, anything, everything. It can grow a whole farm of sustenance. A man is the tree. If the, if, the ground is sand, what's going to grow out of the sand? A cactus, mm -hmm. right? That goes back to our radiance, our power. So if as a woman, you're acting like sand, where you don't believe in yourself, where you don't know how to take care of yourself, you hate yourself, and you, and you cannot, for the life of yourself, feel like you're worth anything, then you're not fertile ground. What do you think your man's going to be like or your partner, the masculine in the relationship? The masculine is going to be a cactus. Yeah. No, you drained everything out of the soil and it's left. Yeah. But if you are a woman that can step into her radiance and, and practices in her sensuality and feels into herself, which is really hard to do because our psychology ever since we're born tells us the opposite. Mm -hmm. But imagine if you can be as fertile as a rainforest. What are you going to get? You're going to get such a rich environment. The man in your life is going to be a tree that provides you shade and shelter and nourishment and food and extra sub extra wood, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so there's so much in the ability to step into the feminine. There's so much power. There's so much strength. And guess what? It's soft. 
it's it's beautiful it's not beautiful in the way that we perceive physical beauty it's beautiful in the state of connection and relaxation like i could look like shrek right now but if i talk to you in a way where you feel like you're seen and you're heard and you're important and even if i call you out on your shit but i say it out of love so that you can become a better version of yourself you're gonna think that our experience is beautiful that's what i mean as the beauty of the feminine oh so good i love it so <laughs> much it's amazing because it's like you know by taking all of the pieces that we love to like you know you can self-motivate and blah 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 it's like all that stuff but it's like when you can turn it inward and put it out in this way that's like dude you can grow a whole entire rainforest like this is such good work and such needed work thank you for being here in the world today uh, thank you <laughs> I'm happy to provide daily reminders all the time my preferred way to do it is through art so that you can just open your eyes and see it and boom there it is women retain visual history in their eyes for longer than men do although it's a really important like it's a really important means of of uh uh, communication but to retain and to learn visual seeing visuals of something is a really important educational tool so my number one tool to remind the world that we are important and we are because we exist we are already important and unique and and incredible it's the art really that speaks for itself so good all right so my final question to you is, if you had to leave the world with just one piece of information, it was what you were going to be remembered by. Mm. What is that one piece? This is a really, really hard question. <laughs> this is a really hard question. I'm thinking if I could say something to remind my great-grandchildren. It would be, and words are gonna fall short of what I have to say, but it would be partnership is really important. Doing something by, or rather, knowing that in community, you're much stronger than by yourself, especially in the world of self-love and self-care. That's really important. And that's meaning to say that to learn to balance the masculine with the feminine so that it becomes cyclical, right? So that the man takes care, or rather the masculine takes care of the feminine. The feminine provides purpose. The purpose is transferred to the masculine. The masculine provides physically, emotionally, shelter, love, all that stuff. When the woman feels safe and nourished and and settled she continues to receive from god to provide and so that it's that circular balance of love strength care power intuition connection to god connection to the universe that kind of balance both men and women taking care of each other yeah. beautiful 
Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing all of your beautiful self with the world. Where is the best places to find you? Huh, Instagram. I live in the grams. Uh, you can find me by my handle. It's I'll say it and then I'll spell it out. Tiny fucking pics. It makes the elevator speech really easy. Trust me. <laughs> That's spelled T-I-N-Y-F-C-K-N-P-I-X-X. Um, so tiny fucking pics. You can also find me on my website, pattyswow.com. And of course, Jamie's going to have a little blurb with my name, so it'll be easy to find. Yes, the, all of it will be in the show notes. You can find all of the links to your Instagram as well as your website. Thank you so much for being on here. It is always good to see your smiling face and hear all the amazing things you are going to do in the world. So I appreciate you and thank you so much. This was an honor. Thank you so much. I had a blast. All right. Until next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.